I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. episode of Barbecue and Tap. We're going to do a recap of the smoked chili for meat lovers and vegetarian episode. Well, I guess we're going to just recap that we've made the stuff and we want to talk about what worked well. And for Chris, it never doesn't work well, but we'll talk about what worked well, what potentially didn't work well, and some tips and tricks if you're going down the pathway for making your chili. I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner in crime, co-host, and my favorite cook. What's up, man? Sorry, man. You can go with Pitmaster. My daughter laughs when she hears that. She's like, <laughs> she starts laughing. She's like, you know, Pitmaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's laughing because she knows I'm uncomfortable with it. But uh, so it's hilarious. What's up, man? Uh, I, it has been one of those weeks, as I think everybody has every once in a while with work. But uh, all, all good, man. All good. So. Good. I, uh, you know, it started out as one of those weeks. And then... Uh, I had a, a very interesting switch up uh and go on in there where I went to a my uh uh godchild's um party. She had a housewarming, her and her uh fiance just moved into a new place and um they were they were, you know, we went out there, checked it out and then came on home and on the way back I was like um I saw a car on the side of the road on the Not highway. Car. Well, at the moment it was a car and my wife was like, Oh, I think that's a Tesla. And, uh, I think, um, you know, I wonder if they're out of power. And I was like, well, you know what? I drive a F-150 lightning. Perhaps the, the component in the back where I use for tailgating can be used to help this poor citizen out. So I loop around the highway, come back. And the, the worst part about it is he's right after my exit so he was like a little bit up after my and i had already gotten off so i had to go down turn around and go back and now to get on the highway from there i have to go past him because the he's like in between the the on-ramp and the off-ramp of my exit so now i gotta go past him go to the next exit get off loop around and now to get back to him there's no no direct exit right so i have to go past my exit to the previous exit get off loop around get back on 
And then I was able all to- of this just to show off. <laughs> Good gracious. I was like, I want this story so badly. <laughs> but so that, and that was truly, I'm not going to lie. That was truly my intent. I said, I was going to make a great story for myself. And I got there. I was like, Hey man, can you run out of power? He was like, yeah, I've been sitting out here for four hours and I, every thing in me, that was like, oh, this is going to be a great story. Left my body. I, I felt so bad for this dude. I mean, he was a young guy. Um, yeah, probably from South Africa. I had to guess he had some type of accent. And clearly he was out of his depths as far as the vehicle is concerned. You, you know, the worst thing about this story, and it, 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 there's the, the truth to it. If, if he had just monitored the car, there was a Tesla supercharger. He passed it. Three exits. Oh. <laughs> he passed the supercharger. Three exits. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But again, he's not. So it's, as it turns out, it's not his car. It's his boss's car. He knows nothing about the vehicle. Not a thing. He was just driving it. And so I was like, listen, I have an uh, outlet in the back I and I have an adapter. I can potentially give you a charge. Now, I have looked at this, but I never actually done it. Uh, but, uh, I've certainly used my outlets for the sous vide machine as I, as I've talked about. I've used them. I actually hooked, uh, if you remember, I hooked up a griddle yep. to the outlets and, uh, did some burgers on it. I did, you know, it did all kinds of tailgate. I've, I used the outlet for what I saw the potential <laughs> for was, which was definitely tailgating. However, I was like, you know, Ford did, you know, ship it with, uh, ship the truck with some adapter. So, I looked at it and I just assumed that I had an adapter that would allow him to plug into my truck in the back, in the bed, because there's a there's three 120 outlets and there's one 220 uh, outlet in the back. And so I called you. You were having a lovely dinner with your family. And I was like, you know, because I asked the guys, like, where's your charger? You can just plug in and see if you can get a charge. I don't have a charger. I was like. Oh, <laughs> that was unexpected. So then I get, so I call you. I say, "Hey, let me borrow your charger." Of course, you're paranoid as heck. Like, Dude, make that, you bring my, I told you, bring Mario, my charger back. Not leave my car. <laughs> bring it back. And I was like, "Of course." So now, but I still have my family with me. So I jump. I have to go past my exit again because remember, I'm ahead. Of, I'm in the, between my exit or past my ramp. Take my family home. And then I uh, go and meet up with you and then get your charger. And then I'm like, hey, let's take a look at this. Uh, let's take a look at this uh, this manual just to see what needs to be done. And then you're like, uh, yeah, you don't even need my charger. You could use your, your own charger that came with your truck. So here's the funny thing. When I walked back in the house, because I, we I was at my in-law's house for dinner, I walked back in. Everybody, you know, because you know, I'm leaving dinner to come out and to try to help you out with whatever was going on. Yeah. They're like, uh, you know, is everything okay? I was like, oh, yeah, he's just trying to help someone on the side of the road. I was like, you know the worst thing about this whole thing? I was like, he runs up here to get my cable to charge it. He literally had everything he needed in the truck and then abandoned that person on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just not a feature I had looked into, right? Because, you know, when you first hear about it, you think it's a gimmick, right? It's like, yeah, you can charge a Tesla truck. Okay. Cool. You know what I mean? I mean, t- you can charge a Tesla off your truck. So I'm like, all right, fair enough. So I get back 
to, so I was like, give me your charger just in case. So I take, I take uh, Rod's charger and I drive back. I text the guy because I got his number. I said, look, I'm on the way back. So I'm sure he was relieved, but I, I truly, I've been stranded on the highway before. And so I, I understand that feeling of hopelessness, you know, where you're just out there for hours and hours and hours and you're just waiting for, you know, the tow truck or something to come and it's just not coming. And there was another guy there that was helping out too, um, that was just sitting with him, talking to him and trying to offer advice. So I come back, you know, loop around. And so what do what do what Ford did is they give you two adapters. One adapter allows me to um is for the outlet, right? So the outlet on, on the truck is circular, kind of like the typical dryer outlets where it's circular but it has like the l-shaped hooks on it where you got to put it in and give it a twist that's how it's in the truck but then it it changes that over to the uh what's that nema 50 1450 yeah um outlet which is real that thick claw like looking outlet and uh so and then the second adapter goes into my uh the part that plugs into my truck but it changes it over so I can plug it into a Tesla. So I hooked everything up, go to his truck and I'm trying to plug it in. And it's just like, clunk, 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 clunk. clunk. It's like, it's just not going in. And I was like, what the heck is going on? So I was like, all right, well, good thing. I told Rod to give me his charger. So I take Rod's charger. I unplug everything, plug his in. Clunk, 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 clunk. I was like, okay. And then, so I look in there and I see this tiny little, metal piece that's sticking up in there that was like that's got to be a safety feature so i call them so it's actually it's just a uh latch that locks the charger to the vehicle and when not charging it it's just it's always engaged so yeah 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 and it, it basically locks into the charger to prevent people from yanking it out um so i call rod back he and then he says there's usually there's a a latch you can do to open it. I look it up. I find it easy pieces, just a little cable you can yank and pull it down in place. So now we're cooking with a cornbread and I plug it in and it starts to charge. And I, I'm like, okay, I got power on my charger on Rod's charger. Um, the lights on, but it's not moving. So long story short, um, I tried both my pl- out plug. I tried Rod's plug. Both of them were pulling power, but it was not charging the Tesla. And it turns out um, that once the Tesla gets to a certain level of deadness, it's super dead. <laughs> so, yeah, it's when you he drained not just the traction battery, which moves the wheels, but he also drained. There's a 12 volt battery, and he also gutted that. And from that point, it doesn't. It doesn't. It won't accept. It won't even. You either have to charge, replace yeah. the 12 volt, charge the 12 volt, or something, but. That has to be solved, and that was ultimately yeah. an issue. But it was fun using the, you know, transforming my tailgate truck for a moment into uh, you were you know, almost into a, hero. a rescue truck. I was almost a hero, almost a hero. And then uh, so, and so for people like me who was like, well, what happened to the guy? Um, the other guy that was with them uh, called AAA on his account. He went and parked his vehicle at the gas station. I picked him up at the gas station and brought him back to the car so he could pretend like the car was his so that he could use his AAA account to get the guy towed uh, and then went back, got his truck and then, you know, took, I guess he took the guy home. So 
there you go. Um, I didn't contact him after that though, but uh, I've I really felt bad, and I hope I hope it worked out well. Yeah, for you him. spent a couple hours on trying to help the guy out. So about about two to hours, you. about two hours, and then me and my wife went out <laughs> to dinner for uh, for a part to a part to a birthday party. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, and then you took a stab within the last couple of days of uh, just a second look at your um uh, your meatballs, right? Yeah, made a little so- switch up. Yeah, um, I I tried to make a couple minor changes. So I'll start off with one. I thought the meatballs came out really good. And when they first come came out of the oven, super, super moist. Um, When I made them into the sandwiches, the kids really enjoyed them. And they said they were moist. But I was like, ah, they're not as moist as they were when I, you know, they kind of came out of the oven and it cooled down. And I was trying to figure out, like, what have I, what went wrong? Like, what could I do better so I can get a juicier, moisture meatball? Um, so of course, starting to scouring and looking for, you know, like making meatballs, making sausages, making anything like what can you do to try to up the moisture? And I ran across two, two things. One, I kind of seen it done before, so it wasn't really, uh, it shouldn't have been a surprise to me, but one was for your, like if you're using like breadcrumbs, which in the first time I did, I didn't use breadcrumbs, but this time I decided I was going to try that. They said, or, or bread. I actually just used uh, like sliced bread. I just sliced bread up right fine. The suggestion was to take the bread and soak it in whole milk because whole milk will add additional fat. Okay. So l- let me be clear. You're taking the bread that's being used for the, for the, um, yeah, it's like binder. The yeah. binder. Yeah. And then you're soaking it in whole milk. Yes. Because that whole milk will add the additional, some additional fat to it. Right, but you're doing the bread separately, and then you're folding it in to the meatball. And then folding it into the meatball. So that's very similar to what I did with the with the smoked meatloaf. Because if you remember, I actually mixed up the breadcrumbs separately, um, which I picked up from Gordon Ramsay. Okay. And then um, and then folded them into the meatloaf, and then smoked the meatloaf. So that was that's interesting. Okay, go ahead. So then the next thing, and I don't remember where I saw this, was zucchini. So uh, just looking through, watching somebody, and I don't even remember what the person was making at this point in time, uh-huh. but I'm watching them make it and they're I see them peeling a zucchini. I'm like, backtrack, come back a little bit and listen. Okay. And they peel the zucchini. So they peel off the green part of the zucchini. Sure. The and only the white kind of fleshy part of zucchini. Just grate it up. Grate up nice and fine because zucchini, that, that. That part of zucchini, as they stated, was really good at helping retain moisture. Um, and it doesn't take a lot of it. Like I did like three well, pounds of meat. And- the other aspect of it, too, is right. Zucchini is like 90, 95 percent water anyway. Mm-hmm. So now now you've added something with a flavor with some more moisture yeah. into it. So and okay. zucchini virtually, I mean, it really doesn't have a lot of flavor to it. No. So it's not going to alter the taste. So I I did that as well. Um, and went with, you know, like I put like three tablespoons for three pounds of meat, uh, in, in. So hold on. Did you use a hand grater or did you actually? I have like a very fine, like almost like a micro grater, but yeah, I hand grated the the zucchini. Okay. All right. So it was, it was, it was basically non-existent once it was in there. Yeah. You, like I waited, I waited to see, does anybody taste that there's zucchini in here? No one picked up on it. Okay. Um, and I think those two, those two pieces alone, I thought game changed it. So, um, it, again, the meatballs came out super juicy. Oh, sorry. The third key thing I did, and this was the big one. 
a lot of people talk about when you're making meatballs. Most people say you cook your meatballs, get them perfect, put them into your sauce or your gravy, whatever you want to call uh, your tomato sauce. And, you know, probably about 20, 30 minutes, let them cook down in there. So they kind of, the flavors kind of meld. Mm-hmm. And the number of people who I saw say, do not soak your meatballs in your gravy was astounding. Interesting. And the main stance behind it, which I can understand, is that by putting them in the gravy, the moisture that is actually you've you've worked to retain in the meatball is now being transferred over to, into that sauce. So your meatballs tend to get less juicy. Your sauce now tastes amazing because they have all that great <laughs> flavor from your meatballs. But your meatballs tend to dry out a little bit more. And the last time I did it, I did put them in the sauce. So I made three key changes. Was really happy, but I still did meatball and cheeses with them because that was what the kids requested. Yeah. But this time, what I did is I just scooped some of the the sauce out, put it into a bowl, rolled the meatballs around into the bowl so they're fully nice and coated. Did a quick pop in the microwave just to heat it, so they were relatively heated back up. Put them on the bread. Put the oh, I I always turn my bread into garlic bread. Then put my uh, my cheat my two, I use two different cheeses or three different cheeses on the meatball and cheese mainly. Provolone is your primary cheese. Um, but put those on, ready to go. Yeah, they looked and great. They, uh, yeah, they. I thought they they looked great, and the kids were like, they were really good. So I was like, all right, cool. And if folks want to see what we're cooking, and, and in the end, you know, not only do we put the uh, pictures on our on the website, but we actually post a lot of our stuff uh, on Instagram. So make sure you follow us on uh, Barbecue and Tech on Instagram. And uh, Rod and I as well, because we post a you know a ton of pretty much every time we smoke something, it's going up on the pictures are going up there. Yeah, it's uh-huh. really funny because my kids are always, uh, their friends are always like, what's your dad making tonight? What did he right. do tonight? Because right. I don't post photos every night, but I do try to post like the things that are kind of fun. And uh, often I'm always getting there. What is, what is your dad making tonight? Like, good Lord, like he's always cooking something fun. Like I wish my parents cooked like that. So yeah, that's right. You're the cool dad. All right, cool. I know you had that update on, on the, so, um, so before we get into the crux of this, uh, conversation, I just want to remind people that, um, Hey, you know, we're trying to get a nice partnership going with, uh, one of our favorite spots to get, uh, barbecue supplies from so if you have an opportunity by all means please head over to mason dixon barbecue services and if um if you purchase anything just send us a picture of it uh leave a comment on there about barbecue and tech uh, do both uh because we want to show the owner that hey man we can work together and uh, do some cool things because he has some really cool equipment that he's like hey you guys can you know grab these things and test it out for us. And it makes it a lot easier for us to test new types of equipment. I, they're big on the Yoder smokers. Um, they have gravity fed smokers. They have offset smokers, the things that I would love to be able to test out, but not necessarily want to buy and then have to have a graveyard full of smokers that I'm not using. So this is the perfect opportunity for all of us to kind of get a little deeper into different uh, smoking tech that's out there. So yeah, please, by all means, um, if you guys can help us out with that, we really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah. More people who go over there, the more stuff that they're going to make sure that we can get our hands on and test. I know they've already offered up a couple smokers for us to. Yeah. Uh, a couple of smokers and a new uh, ther- uh, thermometer, uh, remote thermometer um, they're getting in that they, they want us to check out. And uh, I think that's uh, next month. Uh, we'll be able to start testing a lot of this equipment. So, um, yep. Eddie really is. Fun. I okay. Can't so, wait to try something else out. Last episode, we ran down our uh, plans for doing the chili. Now, here comes the D-Day. We always go back and recap 
in, in the end, what worked, what didn't work. And um, I'll let you go first because you had a, a vegan or vegetarian chili that you found online. Yep. Um, it was totally meatless and uh, but very uh, rich in flavor. So go ahead and uh, walk us through how, how you felt it came out and what you could have did better. Um, so. I probably say if I w- had to figure, if I had to say what could I have done better, I it could have probably had a little bit more heat to it. So the thing I liked about it is that the heat was subtle. My kids actually enjoyed it, and like they actually often would mix it with yours to cut the heat down a bit, which is a great <laughs> core concept. Like because they're not super hot foods, like they really enjoyed both, but they're like this by it's just creating volume, right? You you cut the heat down, so that was one good thing. But I would say. If I'm doing it again, I would definitely, without a doubt, um, try to add a little bit more heat than what I did, especially when I looked at how much you used for heat versus what I use. I would definitely, um, I would definitely do a bit more. Um, what, um, I probably would do doing it again. I, I've always, I've never really cared so much for, um, I guess it's like Beyond Meat. I know there's another one. I can never remember the name of it. I want to call it Wonder Meat or something that I affect. Uh, Impossible Burger. Um, I've never really cared much for the texture of those as burgers. However, when you're doing it in a chili, the gritty texture that I feel they have when you eat them really does go away um, in the cooking process. So I'd probably say that if I had to say, if I were to do it again, I would probably, um, I w- yeah, I would definitely say I would, uh, without a doubt, would probably uh, add in um, a vegetarian a meat to it because or vegan meat, however you want to look at it. I do think that adds a, a complexity or something like that that I think uh, is really good. 
Um, I would probably use a bit more. Well, by doubling it, I would automatically get the additional onions. I like, I like my chili with just a little bit more onion. So I didn't feel like it had as much as I wanted in onions. Mm-hmm. I tend to dice my stuff up a little bit smaller when I'm making, like even with a chili, I know you are, you want to make sure your stuff's a little larger so it can survive the cook. I like, I, it's just, it's a preference thing. So I do like that the dicing of it up a, a lot more was really good. I was, I was definitely concerned with the, with the cocoa powder. Um, that was the, probably the most nerve wracking, uh, element of that recipe. Cause it wasn't, I, it wasn't a small amount of cocoa powder it called for. It was, I want to say it was like a, t- a tablespoon or so of cocoa powder. I mean, it was, it, it was so much so that I was like, Oh my God, I'm, it was two tablespoons of cocoa powder and there's Dutch processed cocoa powder, which I always have in the house cause I like to bake. But when you put two tablespoons of cocoa powder in that, you're like, oh, this is not going to go well. And it did. It worked out perfect. I never tasted it. The navy beans, the thing that was really good about them is that there were definitely navy beans left over, but a, a, a good bit of the navy beans actually do, because they're white beans, they do break down into the sauce, which helps thicken up the sauce. Because right. I was going to wait to put the beans in, but in this recipe, you actually put the beans in Um relatively early in the like kind of like there's like they're in there for an hour and a half as you're cooking down so but it they held like the the beans held up really well like it was at a very very low temperature i just stirred it once every about 10 minutes and that was that was perfection that they didn't break down i've at least i felt when i ate it i didn't feel like those broke down um to thicken up the sauce one of the other things the recipe called for was um excuse me it called for like a mexican corn flour three tablespoons of that and that definitely helped give it a bit more body if i were going to probably do something different the lime juice i thought added a little bit too much of a tang and acidity as well as the red wine vinegar especially towards the end of the cook process right i think it needed a bit more time with that to kind of uh calm that that flavor down in that Mm -hmm. it wasn't a bad flavor at all i still think the chili was I enjoyed it. Absolutely outstanding. But it was when you first tasted it, it was one of the things you picked up on relatively like, oh, there has a little tang to it. And I was like, yeah, okay. I picked that up and I wasn't sure if it was just mental. But when you you noticed it uh, different than that said to me, I would calm that down a little bit more. But overall, super, I mean, super happy. I did give it to two friends who are vegetarians and I, um, they, they definitely had, I wouldn't say rave reviews, but they were definitely like, this was really good chili. Like, th- you know, very appreciative for, for getting some of it. And the amount of time additionally it took for making the chili powder was, in my opinion, negligible. And I'm just, I'm funny like that where I'm like, if I can, yes, I could go buy a chili powder and just move on. But I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm going to make it. And now I have, I probably for the cost of two bottles of chili powder, I have not only Probably. So you actually mixed all the ingredients for the chili powder first, and then you use the chili powder? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you could have just put it in the pot. <laughs> well, no, no, I no, 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 because like you're, I actually mixed all the ingredients, so I had the right ratio for my chili powder. Then um, the other thing, oh. and and like, and this is one thing that like, I guess if you're doing like a either Asian or stuff like you, I typically want to put in like my seasoning, like the chili powders into oil, not into sauce. Like I want it to pop and open up those flavors, like 30 seconds and like, and like oil, like opening up those flavors and then start folding everything on top of that and enriching the flavors. And that, 
that for me was, I definitely thought that that did bolden up the flavors a bit more than if I just, you know, dumped it in liquid. So, um, overall, like I could say super happy. Yeah, it was very good. You brought some over here. We did a family taste test. Um, both my wife and my daughter enjoyed it. Um, I would have liked it to have more heat. Yep. Um, but it did, it definitely attacked different aspects of, you know, when I was eating it. So yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, so you ended up making that, uh, vegan chili. I ended up making, two chilies i made the uh i made a full-on meat chili and then i made my version of a vegan chili um i'll start with the meat chili first i i thought both of them came out really really good i was quite happy with the way both of both uh chilies came out the um <clears throat> now i did call an audible on the on the vegan chili. And so for anybody who runs into the same situation where you got friends that are on both sides of the, of the eating fence, you know, what I ended up doing was I actually started the process together. So all the vegetables, like the peppers, uh, the onions, um, I actually cut, um, I, or I, I took the seeds out, even the, like the, the hot peppers, uh, the jalapenos took all the seeds out, cut them, put them on a tray and I put them in the smoker. So I smoked all of those things first. I took the Beyond Meat, put that in the smoker. And I also took a piece of like a, I think it was a six ounce piece of Chuck, put that in the smoker. And, uh, you know, of course you could be super technical and be like, you know, do you got to have them in separate, uh, uh, smokers? But I don't, I don't have any friends that are that hardcore, um, with it. So I put the, actually, I didn't even put the Chuck on until afterwards, but I, you know, I would have. Uh, if I had had gotten it at the same time, but, um, so I basically put all the ingredients into the smoker at the same time. But like I talked about on the previous episode, I did not leave them in there as long. They picked up the smoke flavor really fast. They had a nice, almost started to char a little bit. Um, and then I brought those upstairs and then by then you had came by the house and helped me cut those up. I like my vegetables cut up bigger because I want them to hold up in the chili. I want them to be seen and I want them to be enjoyed while it's eating. I don't want it to just disintegrate. Um, um, the other thing I did is I got my La Crusade, uh, <laughs> uh pot and um, I took the, I did take uh, some ground beef and start it in the pot. So that way that hot oil could then open up the, you know, start opening up the pepper, start opening up other, the fla- other flavors that are hitting that pot on the inside. I actually did throw in like a little bit of sausage, just a little bit. Um, I cre- I pre-cooked the sausage first. I don't like the idea of, you know, if I'm going to do the ground beef in the big pot, I, I don't want to do the sausage in there as well. I'd rather do that separately and add it. Um, so I dumped that in there, dumped all the peppers in there. Um, and then I go ahead went ahead and hit it with like a, a bunch of, uh, of, uh, beef broth. And I just let that cook down in the pot for about 10 minutes. Um, nice and steamy. I started adding some different flavors to it. I uh, started adding my chilies, um, additional chili powders to it. Um, and then when that was done, I went ahead and put my, added my tomato sauces to it. And then I stuck that into the, um, into the smoker and let that go for about, I did have a mishap. So, you know, f- the downside of using technology is sometimes you don't realize when something, you know, goes awry. Um, and so in this particular case, my, uh, it right before I had put it in there, the, my GFI on my outlet had tripped. Uh, so the, the outlet I was using to, for the extension cord for the fan 
um, was out. Now, thankfully, my smoker holds temperature like nobody's business. So it only went down a little bit because and the reason why is because you when you're using a blower, you tend to close off the top. So the it doesn't add any extra air. It's only it's only the flow of the air coming from the fan is what's bringing the temperature. It gives your it gives your temperature controller uh, way way tighter control. So just a little tip there. If you're using a you know a temperature controller, the trick is to use, to close the vent, the top vent as much as possible so that the temperature controller has really tight controls over the temperature of the smoker. Um so got that in the smoker and let that go. Now the um the the the, the vegetarian chili, I actually did something a little different this time. And um the reason why is because me and my wife just celebrated an anniversary and uh, she bought me a, a crock, a new crock pot for, for the, for our anniversary. And she, she, she heard I was doing a chili. So she just said like, you know what, let me just get him this and, and call it a day. So she got me the uh, crock pot brand, uh, eight quart programmable slow cooker. And um, you know, I love the bigger crock pots because it, it gives you a lot of flexibility, especially when it comes to doing a chili. Um, and this I like as well because it has the digital, uh, readout on the front, makes it real clear, you know, what, what, you know, whether you're on warm, high or hold or low, um, you know, you can set your timer real easy. The buttons are limited, but I, you know, I like it nonetheless. Um, so props to my wife for getting that for me. So what I did was I, after I smoked everything, I actually cut everything up and then dumped it into the crock pot. Now. What I did also was I took a uh, five, this was an audible. I took five black bean burgers and smoked those as well with the rest of the stuff that I was smoking. And I just saw it as like, here's something vegetarian that may add a little twist to the, to the uh, chili. So I'll try it out. Now, the Beyond Meat did not go into the smoker. If you remember when I talked about it, I said, I'm saving that for way towards the end. Um, so, but what happened was, which was, I didn't expect was the black bean burgers actually completely broke down in the chili, but it added these, it was, these were like a Southwestern, uh, ones. So they added that Southwestern flavor to it, but it completely like just disappeared into the chili. So, and then as it did, it provided a lot more body and thickness to the chili than I was expecting to get out of it. So I was really happy with the way that came out, um, out of there. So, you know, I gave it medium heat. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't put as much pepper as I normally would. Normally that thing would, you know, give you a little bit of a sweat, but I gave it medium heat. And then uh, let it go. I let it go for about four hours. And uh, right towards the end is when I added the, uh, I, I'm always traditional with my beans, the red kidney beans. And then I added in the, the Beyond Meat and stirred that in. And honestly, as Rod mentioned, the Beyond Meat came out perfect. It was very, I seasoned it really well beforehand. And then that prevented it from breaking down in the chili. So it didn't get all dried out and gritty. Uh, as it can happen, has, has, has happened to me, uh, numerous times. So I was really happy with the process. My, what I would change, and I think is, uh, I'm always scared to death to oversalt something. And I felt like I didn't have enough salt in it. Now, of course, you know, people can add additional salt in after the fact, but I kind of wanted it to hit more savory notes, um, when you eat it. Um, the, 
you know, so I could, I, I definitely, I definitely feel like I undersalted it. And, uh, and I, I too as well probably could have used a bit more onion flavor to give it, to give it that savoriness as well okay. on the chili. But overall, I was a pretty happy with the process and the season. And the, the, the one thing I would tell people is make sure, you know, you give your ingredients a good seasoning because obviously it's going to, you know, you may think it's overdone, but as it's cooking in that and stewing in the chili, um, you know, it's going to break down. And then much like I did the beef broth for the meat chili, I actually use a veg- vegetable broth for the crock pot and then added the tomato sauce to that. And then for me, my thickening agent was tomato paste. Um, I'm, I'm, that's just how I do chili, tomato paste. I know a lot of people use cornstarch. It's not my thing. Um, I like the paste. Um, I'm a huge tomato paste fan, but you know, another thing is uh chipotle paste will, uh, also yeah. add another additional layer of depth of flavor as well as add in, um, some, uh, some heat. I used, uh, chipotle in adobo sauce and I did chop those up and add mm-hmm. those in and mm-hmm. it does add an additional, uh, depth of flavor and everything like that. I have well. used gojujung as well. Um, oh, yeah. which is, which is an, you know, an Asian paste, uh, which adds an interesting flavor to it as well. So, um, that's, that is another option, uh, folks can do. Um, so for us, then I think the next thing we are starting to plan is the, uh, pork belly, uh, the smoked pork belly. And there's a couple of different ways you can do a smoked pork belly. Um, my favorite is to do it as burnt ends. Um, I've just, I've smoked the whole thing and then sliced it off and then I've done burnt ends. And by far to me, pork belly burnt ends are out of this world. Um, and it doesn't take very long uh, to smoke. I think the trick is to kind of make sure you get that top fat layer to kind of crust up a bit. Yep. Uh, so you get some nice body to it. But uh, what what are you thinking there, Ron? Um, so I definitely know the. I mean, I've never done them before, so it's been something I've wanted to do. Uh, I definitely know, like from a, just a seasoning standpoint, I'm going to probably go definitely on the sweeter end with the seasonings because uh, it's, it's like baking candy, right? So I definitely would, I definitely know the profile I'm going to go for will be sweeter. Um, I probably, I, I think there, I don't think there's a choice, but to do them as burn ends. Uh, Cause it is, it is, I mean, it's a lot of fatty of the meat. I I've looked at the size of those and I, I wonder how much fat is going to render down and do I need it renders down one? quite a bit. Yeah. I was trying to figure out like, uh, you know, do I just want like a, like maybe a pound and a half, two pounds and then go from there or how I want to handle that. I'm not really sure there. Yeah. I'll probably just go get a whole one from the butcher and then if it's too big, we can split it. But, or what I'll do is I'll, um, there's a couple of different ways. I've seen people where when they cut it, they don't cut all the way through it. They kind of more deep score yeah. the pork belly. Um, so, and I didn't do that last time. And then I've seen other people that, um, you know, just cut all the way through and just and let it go. So, well, if, I, I figure if you want to get perfect cuts, if you cut them all the way through before you smoke, you get a lot more surface area to get all the seasoning on it you want. So I yeah, was, but now you're asking little pieces to hold up in the heat. Yeah. So there is a up and down to that. Um, I think the profile for me is um, definitely going to be a sweet heat yep. uh, as well. Uh, hundred percent. Uh, the uh, and I, but 
I know um, Mason Dixon. They they have the um, meat churches seasoning, which I actually really like. So I may uh, the sugar one. Yeah, the sugar. Uh, shoot, can't remember. It's not sugar maple, but it's sugar something. Texas else. sugar. Texas. Yeah, sugar. there you go. So I may uh, go with that, and then uh, back it up with some. You know, the one of the things you always see when you're looking at the uh, the pork belly burnt ends is a nice red hue to it. So I'll probably back it up with something that gives it some additional color on there and then of course you know I, i'm telling folks that uh buying a bunch of uh trays what uh racks that fit in it have been awesome to the smoking process because now uh when i'm putting stuff in like last week when i was doing the uh doing doing the uh the ingredients for the chili all that stuff i just cut it up and put it on a tray it was so easy to put it in and put it out. And the reason why you put it on the rack is you want that smoke flavor to get all the way around whatever it is you're smoking. Yeah. And now when you have something like these burn ends, you know, you could potentially uh, you you can go either way. You can go rack or not. But if you cut them all the way, if I decide to cut them all the way through, they're going on the rack without a question. Right. Because right. I want to I want to pull them out nice and easy. Um, If I don't cut them all the way through or, you know, or if I just do half and half. Do you know the ones that are cut all the way through on the rack? The ones that are not will be directly on the grate. So I, I love having the, the uh, aluminum racks um, and the uh, inserts for them. That that has just been a game changer for me. Um, I've we've all had to chase you know a piece of food uh, between grates before they drop and drop uh, down in the never never land. <laughs> yeah. So we've all, we've all been there and have done that aspect of it. So. Um, yeah, so I think so. We'll we we'll give you guys some more information as we get deeper into that, and then uh, um, hope we also have some uh, stuff that Rod and I are working on that uh, could be pretty cool uh, and uh, for us to discuss on here as well. So um, I think initially, I think we're going to start putting our videos up on YouTube as well. I mean, we have all these recordings of us doing the show, and we never really do anything with them. So I think I'm just going to start probably just for the patrons at first. Um, taking the uh, episodes and putting them out there. Um, All right, now I gotta know. Um, I gotta make sure I look pretty every time for an episode. No? Yeah, no more, no more. Just walking in here in your pajamas, man. You gotta, you gotta come in here looking, <laughs> looking right. Like, you're lucky I don't stand up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, please don't, <laughs> please don't. Uh, yeah. So, uh, folks, listen, we're having a blast. Our numbers are going up as far as downloads are concerned. We've got new patrons. Um all the time shout out to you guys for uh showing us love let's keep building this thing let's 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 keep going let's let's see where we can take this by all means if you can tweet out the show uh post a show on your facebook or on your twitter or on your instagram whatever um you know yeah. i you know what i'd really love to hear from uh the viewers if you're doing if you're making sausages if you're grinding your own meat casing your own sausages i really would like to hear what's worked well for you cuz we've been talking about this for a long time and we have yeah. to I, I, I gotta admit, I'm slightly intimidated. I think that's why I haven't jumped in, jumped in the <laughs> window yet. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, folks, we're having great conversations on Discord. Folks, uh, like Kenny and Eric, they're posting some lovely, lovely pictures of food that they've smoked. And I, I enjoy just going in there and looking at some of the real, the beautiful, my man, uh, EM, uh, Davies out there. Uh, putting up some great uh, information all the time. Uh, just just really, really cool. So, you know, 
you know, a lot of a community of people with tips. Yeah, man. man. We're just, this is just a lot of fun and you know, it's just getting better and growing and we keep going. So yeah, if you want to join us over on our discord, by all means, come over and, you know, show us some of this barbecue that we all enjoy doing. So there you go. Hey, all right. We out until, uh, we'll catch you guys next week, uh, with a brand new episode of barbecue and tech. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm.